everybody, welcome to episode 176 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. And um, yeah, man, it's, you know, I bet by the time people are listening to this, if you're on the East Coast, it's probably pretty bad. Like the weather. It's supposed to get cold. <laughs> Our existence, because yeah, well, we're already yeah. there. Um, so we'll see what happens with the weather. We'll keep you up to up to date on the weather. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, weather. I said and more. And more, yeah. So it's good. I'm we a meteorologist. And um, meteorology. You know, when's the best time to seed your lawn? That yeah. sort of thing. You know, yeah. landscaping. Yeah, landscaping tips and tricks. It's an all-in-one podcast. Yep. Um. Yes. Yeah. We'll probably. Um. Hopefully, we'll still have power so that we can upload this. Yeah. And the snowstorm hasn't knocked everything out. Yeah, should the, be fun. The, the impeding snowstorm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, impeding, sure. Impeding? Yep. I mean, there's impending doom, but... The impending snowstorm? I don't know. I wish it just probably sounded like really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, we next week we're gonna do kind of like our top ten of twenty twenty one. We've had uh, we've had requests for it, mm-hmm. and so uh, I have a question for you. Oh, are you are you already. gonna do? So we're gonna do shows, TV shows, or ep- shows and movies. Yeah, just just. And are you counting stuff that was released in 2021 or that you watched in 2021? Because we watched some movies that were released years ago. We watched in 2021. Okay. So even though it was released in 2017. Yes, Paul. Okay. All right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Just want to make sure. Um so you got like all letterboxed on me. Like, yes, just whatever you watch in 2021. Go. Um so we so we we're gonna review two things that we've watched again. Yeah, you're like great, more fucking reviews. Uh, but look, we have a guest on at the end of the month, and we have two more guests coming on. Yeah. And I'm tr- I'm waiting to hear back from two more guests uh, that will probably say no. But you know what? Mm-hmm. You got to try. You know what I mean. Um, but we, uh, yeah, I I've uh, I don't know. This this episode will be. Uh, the two things we've watched, and then a brief discussion about um, the the shit situation of writer's block. Mm, yeah. Not really writer's block, though. I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, It's just, uh, it, it's hard to tell. I was just talking to Kat about this, uh, literally, and uh, about just like, where is all this going? You know, it's like... Uh, what, like the, the life? Ju- just our... our, our our existence. existence on earth yeah uh the the entire universe black holes everything okay um i just uh, i don't know how many years left i have of really putting effort into this <laughs> okay <laughs> because you know it's it's different for the gals obviously um you can get away with a little bit more um when it's indie in some ways and then in some ways not because a lot of independent filmmakers tend to be younger mm-hmm. and they either want you to just play the old person or they don't want you at all. Mm-hmm. And that's one of uh, that's one of the issues with working with younger filmmakers or writers is that they don't have that life experience yet. Yep. So they don't write for you because they don't know what it is. You do. Right. They've not they have not experienced that the, the yet. They're writing for that character. They isn't... write for their parents because that's yeah. the only experience they have with older people is like their parents or their grandparents, but they don't understand what it is to be 30 
or 35 or 40 because they're just like, oh, well, I'm 23. I don't know. I just do 23-year-old yeah. things. Yeah. And so that's how that's how young writers write. They write, you know, what they're experienced right. in. Plus, I mean, a lot of them, too, a lot of uh, newbie filmmakers, I don't mean newbie in a pejorative way, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> how long have you had that one in your back pocket, sir? I, I've used that one before. Um, I think I've heard you use that maybe once. Yeah. I've used it before. Anyway, um, <laughs> they tend to like make films with people their own age, and that's all they have access to. You know what I mean? That's what I just said. No, but just in terms, but you're talking about life experience. But even someone who may be able to write for different no, they older they simply don't, they don't because have they don't. To them. What do we access? Like we're not. You don't have to like transport us from like Pluto where we live. Like you do a cast call with our age, and there we are. It's crazy how we just pop up like that. Yeah, I guess. More but so if you're now, not I'm just actually when I was younger, making films with my friends. You had access to older people. You just didn't regard them. That's why they weren't there. There's no way I could get an older person to that was any good. You absolutely could. If you did a cast call that required an older person, you weren't writing well, some piece of calls... shit horror movie about some girl who sells drugs in the woods. Um, First of all, <laughs> she's in a house. <laughs> all right. Uh, and uh, yeah. The house was in the woods, but yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. Uh, I saw that movie, and at no point did that require an older person. So you didn't, you know, if you're not writing for that, then you're could not casting been. for it. That character could have been old. <laughs> it's just like, it's like literally talking to a flip flop. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where I don't know where this is going to go indie wise because the mainstream doesn't really regard women of our age and when they do it's certainly not um i guess like you know they're they're dealing with their small circle of a-list actors that they're willing to give work to mm-hmm. but there's not really a whole lot of breakthrough there aren't many women that break into acting in their 40s you're either there or it's like some fluke where you like pushed in in your 60s or something and somehow made it like that um but it's it's very it's a very weird age to be because of the way the business is and then with, you know, COVID being the way it is, it's hard for us to actually make films. And then other people that are in our, I guess, like on our level and, and age group, they're not really making films either to even submit to as an yeah. actor. It's just like, you know, we're just kind of in limbo here. Yeah. Um, speaking of like the, the film fest, um, we've said this before, but we're we're in the, the sort of midst of it. Now, the film fest fees, if you have something that you're releasing, good fucking luck. Uh, it's ridiculous. It is insane. Absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. I mean, they have to make up for the people that aren't going. I mean, that's kind of like how capitalism works, right? Is when you start um, having less of something, you have to start charging more, obviously, to keep making yeah, money. But you're also not paying for a venue and you're not right. paying for all the other bells and whistles and crap that you would have had on there. And you're charging people to view the movies. So the extra actually making money well i'm just saying that they're i would think you know they're they have less emissions because there's less people making films especially people oh, sure, on, our, yeah. on our level you know right yeah um so i don't know like we some of the stuff that went on during covid like there were pages and pages of filmmakers that we would have to go through that you could watch if you bought like the pass or whatever some of them would give you the pass um some film fest that that a vital sign was in like we would be given a pass and there were a lot of a lot of movies yeah on them um i think you know people uh, unlike hollywood they like we weren't we didn't have the uh the the pleasure of being like we'll just wait 
to release that. You know, we're just like, we made the movie, we have to throw it in the rounds. And so people kind of did. So yeah, I could see how like less people are making films and I get that. But I mean, it's like inflation has hit everywhere and in in every every, uh, uh, aspect of our lives because um, I would say that film fest fees have gone up about 30 to 40%. Yeah. Um, Yep. And and that's crazy because they were already they were, yeah. sort of ridiculous. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would say fifty percent of the film fests that we would look into had inflated prices mm-hmm. before the pandemic, yeah. and now you're looking at like between um, some of them, like the low end, were like maybe twenty five percent increase, but definitely we've seen up to forty. Actually, we've seen up to fifty percent. We've seen film fests that were charging like. $50 subs and are now charging $100 to submit. $100 to submit a film. Yeah, and we've never gotten more emails about film fests. Craziness. On the, uh, in our vital sign email. Every day there's probably like four or five. With every vouchers. Every single day. Yeah, like here, here's the voucher. And then you go there and you're like, but you're charging $90. Yeah. So your $20 so voucher yeah. is not. Your 5% voucher. It's not enough. Yeah. So it's know, just not good enough. Yeah, good times. Yeah, so that's that's kind of currently where we we're we're submitting uh, Amber just kind of for the shit of it, just because we put so much time and work into it. So it's like we might as well, but we're not going crazy. I think I I feel like we'll probably cap at like a buck fifty on spending, for, which which is probably like two fests yeah. at this point. But we found one. Found a couple that are um, still relatively. I think the reasonable. Coney Island Film Fest is still being cool. Uh, you know, like they, they weren't crazy. And then we got, we did submit one of our vouchers, um, for Skyline cause we've mm-hmm. worked with them. You know, we've had our films there before and they've always been really nice to us and, and they, yeah, and mystic. And they sent us, you know, the, they sent us vouchers and it's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. um, you know, we're, yeah, like we're hoping f- to actually be able to go, but yeah. you know, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I like when film fest do that, you know, uh, they'll send you because you've been in it before so they'll send you something like hey you know you've been in it before so here's here's kind of like a Mm -hmm. voucher to come back you know it's one of the things that really grinds my gears (laughs) is when a business film fest or whatever you know they have all of these promotions and sales to get new customers but then they're they don't extend anything to existing customers you know and it doesn't make any sense to me you just want to feel appreciated is that what you're saying well it's like why why are people that don't feel your service is worth it why do they get the deal and i'm someone who feels your service is worth it or it's the cheapest one i can afford but you know whatever the case it just doesn't make any sense from a business standpoint if you're not because then you're like other people are like oh i want in too because if i get in i get these good deals too mm-hmm. i don't know it's just weird to me anyway enough enough of that where's but... where's the praise for my loyalty that's seriously what I want. that's what i'm looking for here you know um yeah, so we uh, we'll we'll see how all of that goes, but it, just in terms of acting, it's just really it's a very weird time. There's not very much out there, and I was going to join like another actors kind of network to like send auditions, and you know, and I'm just like, do I really want to spend money like now, right now, when there's like the least amount of stuff out there? Right. It just seems kind of and like. Are you? Can you even follow through with it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like with my luck, they'd be like, "Okay, here you got the part, and we're all filming around one another. We don't have, you know, we don't have yeah. anything in the budget to be able to test for COVID." I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to do it anyway." Yeah. So, uh, I I literally have to wait until that starts to. I don't know. And then you show up, and there's going to be that person who's just constantly wearing their mask below their nose on their forehead. And, yeah. <laughs> 
all that crap. I just, um, it's a little scary to think of things not going back, I guess, because yeah. they were already pretty tough. It was already a very, very weird business to be in if you didn't have any kind of connections, even on an indie level, which we had zero connections. So yeah. it was already like a tough game out there. And now to think about like where the business is going and how that model is going to potentially change, how much harder is that going to get for us? I don't know. Um, it's a little bit. It's, yeah, it's nobody, just we don't know anything until scary. this whole COVID thing gets under control and it's like, you know, I thought for sure by this time, last year, I thought, well, surely by next year at this time, we'll be in a better place. I mean, it's obviously not going to go away forever and, you know, no, no virus or whatever like this does, but it's like, I feel like we're still in it and probably worse, but there's enough vaccines out there that are mitigating a lot of the bigger issues that could occur. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to say, let me just say again, in a year from now, maybe we'll be in a better spot. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Check back in a year. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to see. We'll just have to see where things are going. So I'm I'm currently in a spot where I'm contemplating writing a dark comedy. And I don't know why, because I am I don't like writing comedies. I don't think that I'm very good at comedy. So why? Yeah, of course. Yeah, let me write a comedy. There's just... So here's the the here's the dilemma is that we've always been kind of 75% in it for us and then we give about 25% to like marketing and what's uh what's marketable and how much effort we put into that right so we'll 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 co- I'll come up with whatever s- story I'll pick whatever script we're going to film next and then we sit down and we're like okay let's think of the genre well if it were horror it would have an audience, not necessarily a good one, but it would have one. And if it's sci-fi, it'll have an audience, not necessarily a good one, but it'll have one. Those are the two genres that yeah. you can kind of always find some kind of success in. And I'm not talking about like, oh, yeah, you're discovered. And by success, I mean, it's what plays there's well a good YouTube. turnout, you know, you got however many views you got a yeah. you know a good amount of views maybe some people are talking about it here and there someone you know you you get like an, an indie review and you know that kind of success um that is much easier to do when you have any kind of futuristic concept any kind of zombie techie <laughs> thing like people just love that shit they can't get enough of it and if robot it's zombies robots zombies future any type of futuristic world um the end of times we just love that although now i don't know if people might be a little over that um but you know any kind of post-apocalyptic thing and then of course there's your straight horror and it doesn't like i saw we i saw a trailer today that i couldn't even get through it was horrific Mm. and i went on letterboxd and it got torn apart people were like this was the worst thing ever and they had a million dollar budget yeah again nothing to like a a, a higher a high level film that's like nothing but for us that's like i could make 15 films with that i mean just like if a million dollars like and this was and so it's like the audio was not great the the dp work wasn't very good um the acting was terrible like and that was like a lot i i just from the trailer i was like this acting is terrible and like but it's a horror movie and it'll do well in its own little world and circle because just, and stuff, just yeah. because it's a horror movie. It's so bizarre to me. Um, so 
you know, there is that that kind of dilemma where it's like, well, this is not a sci-fi movie and it's not a horror movie. Um, so you're kind of setting yourself up for a loss as it is. It's uh, dark comedies like mm, good luck. Mm. Uh, so but we as I said, we we've never really been in it for what everyone else likes. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not a guarantee there. Like, we could make a horror movie and be like, oh, look, we got 5,000 views. That's the most we've ever got. Like, oh, okay, cool. But nothing really comes of it. And yeah. it's like, did you enjoy making that movie? No, I made it because I thought I'd get a lot of views. Well, you got them. <laughs> okay, see you later. Yeah. You know, so it's like, if we're going to spend a year of our life in pre-production, production, and post-production making a film, shouldn't you want to make that? Or, yeah. Like, you're just making it to, like, hopefully get views? Yeah. Like, it just, just well, doesn't always, seem fun. we've always, you know, like to take the genre, but... Uh, as kind of like a um, uh, a backseat to the to the story itself, you know. So if it's a horror, if it's sci-fi, that those are elements within it. But there's always a grander story that we're trying to tell, something more important. And I think that kind of fuels us to make to want to like stick it out. And we struggle with that with films that we do like, you know, wanting to spend a year in something. By the end of it, it's like you never want to see another frame of that thing. But yeah. So we're you know we're kind of always battling with that, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, what a hard life, you know, <laughs> to watch my film a lot. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, okay. Anyway, so that's enough of our griping. Um, you watched the Eternals. I was present I for did. it. Did you want to like go through that? We're not going to do a full review of it because I didn't no, even yeah. watch the damn just thing. Some, just some quick thoughts. Um, this was directed by Chloe Zhao mm -hmm. or Zhao, Zhao. I don't know how to, how to pronounce it. Um, you know, this film, it's, uh. Who do we got in here? We got uh, Gemma Chan, Richard Madden. You got uh, Angelina, Selma. How do you not start with Barry Keogh? Like, <laughs> Kit Harrington, Nanjiani, Barry Keogh. It's great. I like to see him in something a little different, but they, you know, they I would really love give him a lot. To, I would love to see someone cast him where he's not just like some uh, like creepy guy or a villain or suspect. Yeah. He has well, a suspicious face. You know, he's got like this very yeah. like intense no kind of face. So I get it. I yeah. get why he's cast as as that person. But it's I just feel like he's such a good actor and he's not given enough variety unless yeah. this is what he wants to do. I yeah. don't know. Maybe he just doesn't want to play someone, you yeah. know, another different different character. But he's so good. Like, yeah. even if I'm not interested in something, I'll watch whatever scenes he's in because oh, it's just something about I'll that guy. Act, yeah, no, he's good. Um. I was really interest, interested in seeing this film because it got a decent amount of, I don't want to say it got a lot of hate, but a lot of people were just like, meh, they weren't really feeling it because it was the least like a Marvel movie. And that's what intrigued me. I was like, oh, really? And, you know, this 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 Chloe Zhao person, mm -hmm. uh, she's good, obviously. She's won awards and, and all this sort of stuff. I say that ironically. Of course, everybody knows who she is because she's really? a, a good director. But anyway... Um, I think she's got a real future ahead of her, this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates yeah. the I don't know. I really, really, really liked it a lot. You really, really, really liked it a I lot? I did. I did, yeah. Huh. There's certain things that were like, nah, whatever, okay. But what drew me into that was the, the look of the film, the, the tone of the film. I liked a lot of the... You know, I liked the runtime of the film. <laughs> uh... No, I liked, I liked the look of a film. The fact that it didn't look like a Marvel movie was... I'll give it that. You know, I really like that. I like the um, the the art design for all the visual effects and stuff, how there's like nice thin gold stuff. I really, really dug that. 
kind of like elegance, but it was still very powerful kind of stuff. Um, there was a lot I liked about it. There's certain things that I was just like, okay, sure about it. But I think overall, I don't understand why people... Like if this wasn't a Marvel movie, if someone just made this out of their head, I'd be like, oh my God, this is probably like the best you know thing, what whatever. It, but what it was for me is it looked like an Apple production. Okay. Is like good or bad? Well, it just, it, it reminded me of something that like... Uh, just a, a high budgeted project on, on Apple. Okay. Obviously not Netflix. It doesn't have that feel, but like Apple seem, you know, Apple tends to be a little bit more uh, bougie yeah. in that. And and I feel like it had like a foundation feel to it. Yeah. Um. And so I I thought like okay, but it just it it didn't hold my interest. I mean, I, I was out after like the first ten minutes. I was like, yeah, I don't really care what happens to these people. Uh, I I'm already annoyed that you have Kit Harrington calling somebody Cersei that he's in love with. I'm like, absolutely not. We just don't. We cannot do that. <laughs> you can't have. That's just so weird and and spelt differently. The, I don't care. It's pronounced the same and it's weird and nobody yeah. want, nobody wants nobody to, asked for this. Nobody asked for Game of Thrones, you know, vibes in yeah. in this. I guess. Um, I for me this is like uh, I think they're boring. The characters are boring. Like I think she did a decent. For you know I would like I said I was present. I would look yeah, up. That's the thing. For I would me look was, up for it and be like okay yeah. like she did a good job as a director. I think she did a good yeah. job with the film way better than freaking Wonder Woman. Like yeah. you know um, and look you're gonna have your trolls that are gonna ha they're gonna hate this because it was directed by a woman. You're gonna have people that just just inherently. Are going to reject it for that reason because mm -hmm. it, you know they're just immature but um so many people were like oh my god you know like wonder woman female director i think I, I i just don't like wonder woman i don't like the movies i think they're all terrible both of them right there's two of them i just didn't like I them so. yeah, I, I just wasn't i just wasn't into them and this production wise was was nice and the direction was good and it looked much better and i thought that it was a stronger uh, it was it was a stronger made film, mm -hmm. but to me the actual subject, the actual Eternals as yeah. characters were boring, and so it just didn't hold my interest. Like as as fantastical as the Avengers and all that shit is, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh no, if it's a lot. They all have their own personalities, you know, mm -hmm. and so you can kind of invest in this person who tends to be silly and this person who tends to be crass. And, you know, you have like they all had the same personality in slightly different uniforms, but they were like yeah. the same person. Nobody stood out to me. It was just like they all had the same reactions and the same problems. Too and many people. There was way too many people, too many people. and there that's, was that's there was no there was no definition yeah. to their personalities. It was like they all mushed into one person, yeah. and so it didn't matter design. who was on screen. It was yeah. like mm, like Barry's good, but even then, I he like he didn't shine because there was nowhere for him to go. I felt like it was too easy for him. Mm. It was like no challenge in the in the characters themselves. Yeah. It was like all right, yeah, um, you know the the monsters and shit looked cool. I guess you know. Yeah, very, very uh, um, day after tomorrow. <clears throat> oh, well, I, I think you're that's well, very style -wise, generous. Style wise. Um, um, I just hold that movie in very high pedestal. So. Oh, my God. It's one of I don't the best like anyone making comparisons made. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was definitely an issue for me. There's too many people and not enough definition for, you know, for between, between, betwixt them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, uh, but I, I loved the direction of it. I loved the visual aesthetic of it all and, and all that stuff was super fun. And the performances were good, but they, I don't feel like they got a lot to do with them, you know. But anyway, so yeah, I saw that. I, I don't know. I don't understand why people were hating on it because I, I, even the action sequences I thought were really well done, really interesting and stuff. But anyway. Well, I mean, I if you if you think of uh, the the I mean, is it Kumail? Kumail? Yeah. Uh, his, his character was like the only one that had yeah. moments. Yeah. Uh, but like it needed more like when he would he would like just get started and then it would be like, nope. And then it fizzled out. It was like you were you were having the you know, they gave him some definition, but nobody else had it. Mm-hmm. Um uh, look, I, I, I hate to jump on the soapbox, but it's just like if you just it doesn't take a lot of uh, uh, the hell like I'm trying to there's a specific word for it. But if I simplify it, like it doesn't take a lot a, a lot of brain power really to put the comparisons together when, uh, you know, um, what's her face when Brie Larson's film was coming out tons of hate. All right. And then Wonder Woman was coming out tons of hate. All right. And then the Eternals came. I was like, gee. What's something that all yeah. three of these films have in common? And that's why, like, I don't really pay attention to that anymore because it's just like, you're going to say that just to say it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, there's that, right? There's that. This People will hate shit before they've even seen it if it's, like, female-driven or if it's directed by a woman or anything like that. And then you have people that will defend Suicide Squad till the end of time. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? That mm. movie was horrible. If that had been directed by a woman, forget it. (laughs) it, You know, nobody would have liked it. It would have been like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. But you have people like, no, it was really good. Like, no, it wasn't. And you know that it wasn't. (laughs) Stop it. It was awful. Um, But yeah, I I just, I don't know. I thought it looked really nice. And like I said, if it was something else, I could have maybe, but even still, it was just like the, this, the, the writing, who wrote it? I don't know. You know, that's, that's, I I, I was wondering. and a lot of times that doesn't matter. Did she even write matter. it? I think she well, might have written nobody, it. But then she's within, you're within the confines right, of the of the studio because you have to, yeah. you know, follow what they want for the story. So Yeah, there's like five she writers. She strikes, oh, okay. Was she one of them? Yeah, she oh, was okay. one of them. I was going to say, I have a feeling that she did. Oh, one of them is the, uh, so there's technically four writers. But, you know, she still has to work within that wheelhouse, you know. So she's not, um, she doesn't have a lot of, um, uh, I don't know how much leeway she had and like, you know, it's you can only polish a turd so much if the if the idea and the concept that the studio wants for these characters is, is already kind of like, meh, then what can you do with it, you know? Yeah. So it's hard. Um, I'm really excited to see what she does next and, and if she's going to stay in this kind of big budget world, I'd be interested to see kind of where she goes. Because there was rumors that she was going to do a um, Star Wars film. Yes, I do remember that. Um, but I don't know what happened with that because, you know, of course, you know, the film didn't do that great. So now they're going to yeah. they're gonna be like, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe we don't give it to her because she's not marketable or something. And it's like, give me a fucking break here. Um, all right. Moving along. <laughs> so. But see it. It's fun. I liked it. It's finally happened for me. Antlers was finally released on streaming. Uh, I've I've waited for this movie for 15 centuries and then it dropped uh, during Halloween but wasn't playing here. But then I found out at the very last second that there was a theater near us that was showing it. And before I could even get to it, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, fabulous. <laughs> so it I intended to get it as soon as it was available on streaming. Um, this film is 
starring Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons. Um, director was Scott Cooper and um, Henry. Uh, it's like, I want to say Kaizen. I don't know. Uh, uh, Nick and Tosca and Scott Cooper, um, who was the director, all were kind of involved in the writing. Um, I saw this trailer realistically i want to say maybe like two years ago mm -hmm. definitely before the pandemic mm -hmm. i saw this trailer and i was like nice i want to see that there was something about the tone i was like this looks like it's going to be amazing and then everything hit, and it just like was like on hi hiatus and i was yeah. just like when is this ever going to come out it's kind of like saint maud same thing i saw the trailer for saint mm -hmm. maud two and a half years later i see the movie um and at this point i was like this movie's either going to be phenomenal or it's going to let me down because it's been built up too much. Yeah. It's just been, I've been waiting for this. It was almost impossible for this movie yeah. to meet my expectations. It's like you did to yourself what you hate. With it. You know, you, I did it to oh, myself because yeah. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And like another month would pass and another month would pass. I was like, when are they going to release this? And like, it was finally out. And I refused to watch the trailer again because I didn't want to, like I wanted to, for, I had forgotten a lot of the details and I wanted to keep it that way. I just remember that I was like, yes, I saw the trailer and I wanted to see this. And so I did kind of go in blind, uh, so much so that I completely didn't realize it was going to be this kind of film, like in terms of what the monster in the film was and the folklore and the, the history behind yeah. it. Totally like didn't see that coming. Um, this is a tough one for me. I don't know how I would have felt about this if I'd watched it closer to when, like, if there hadn't been yeah. such a buildup for it. I don't know if I would have loved it more. I mean, first, like, off the bat, the, the cinematography was beautiful. The grading was mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, really good. Um, they did a good job with, like, the tension build. Mm -hmm. um, they did almost, we almost got a lead character in a horror movie that had sense. It's the yeah. most sense that any character has ever made. Of course, at the end, she fucking loses her shit because, yeah. you know, why not? But, like, it drives me nuts when you watch a movie and somebody's like, hey, I'm going to walk up to this house. There's a funny smell. I should go investigate it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Anyone in their right mind would be like, I'm not going in there. That's not a good idea. And so when she did that, that actually, like, I loved that about it mm -hmm. because it was like, okay, I was able to smart invest. Smart people making smart decisions. I was yeah. able to invest in that because it's like, yeah, that's exactly how I would respond. Unlike the principal who decides to go further into the house, up the stairs, into the room. And you're like, are you stupid? Why would you do that? Yeah. But Carrie Russell. Exactly. Carrie Russell, like at least in, in through, through a good portion of it did make sense. Yeah. Um, and then, you know everything went to pot at the uh at the end there when she just like it's like she made up for all the smart decisions yeah. by making the worst decisions ever um i think the my biggest issue with this was that okay first of all michael eklund is in it which we've yeah. talked about before we love michael eklund and he's not a, he's like he's not a household name if you know him you know him he's a phenomenal actor that for some reason they love to plop him into like bigger shows and films as the character that they're going to kill immediately. Yeah. So much so that the second, like, so they're in a mine, right? Yeah. And, uh, cooking up meth, cooking up meth in a mine as one does. Right. And since it's so dark and since the lighting was, you know, really moody, I'm like, is that my 
boy? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, no, that can't be because we weren't looking at like the the credits at that point. So the opening credits. So I, I, I was just like, that really looks like Michael Eccles. And as soon as we were like, oh, my God, it's him. We're like, he's going to die right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's been on screen for a solid 30 seconds. Yeah. He's going to die. Uh, and lo and behold, <laughs> yep. dead. And in the most amazing way, I will say. So the anatomically, the way his character dies, they did a great job with that. Usually that is not done very well. So I appreciate the makeup. I really appreciate the makeup and the effects on that. They did great with the gore in it. Mm -hmm. That part was really cool. I think what threw me off, aside from like her like, look, I, I get the metaphor and I get the fact that, like, she was carrying guilt for leaving her brother. So she attached herself to her student and felt that right. she had to protect him. Like, I get all that. Like, fine. But the two issues that I had was that they, her, it's established that her and her brother experienced a very abusive childhood. Right. And so they get into this scene where she's having like these flashbacks and of who I'm assuming was her father. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're 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 now sort of they're they're dropping the hints on there having been sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And in a very I mean, it sounds terrible, but in a very like enticing way that you don't normally see. It's usually like it's just like a, they kind of follow like a stereotype of when they, they do those type of um, insinuations. But with this, they went they, they almost went like shining with it where it was like he's like playing like almost like role playing, laying on a bed. Mm. And you're like, what the fuck? So it's like this wasn't like your run of the mill sexual abuse as no, crazy yeah. as that sounds. They really like there was a real dark i mean i mean sexual abuse in any form is dark but like they really took it to another place but then completely abandoned it so it was like what is that what is, yeah. i wanted to know yeah. more about that, that. like yeah. you went like you you brought you piqued my interest on like what the hell it is they went through and then completely abandoned wait for antlers too there is not no. <laughs> so i mean there may be actually with the way that it yeah, ended, yeah. it is possible. You can't can't say no. Well, there to was that. this one great line um, when they're in the hospital, and um, Carrie Russell's character says to your boy, "You know, he Jesse did, Clemens. yeah, you did this," and then he says, "You don't know. You don't know what he did to me." Yeah. And the way that he says it, it's just because he's a, a, a brilliant actor. but yeah. it just made you think, like, oh, damn, he there's more. Got, exactly you know, right. There's and, more to this than so right. that that. Like they really amped that up, and then yeah, to your point, they just kind of like they abandoned it. They're like, well, my guess is that they probably had more of that story to tell, but they cut it. Ended up cutting it out, Ugh. cutting it out for pacing. I can almost guarantee yeah, that's but what happened. If when when all of these decisions are that the, the motivations of this character are guided by their traumatic past, you can't abandon the details of that because it's like. I look, I'm not saying that we needed to see everything that was happening. It's not I, you could very creatively oh, yeah, go course. through that. But it just it it was like such a letdown. I have to be honest with you. I was more intrigued with their life than I was the story. Yeah, like once they introduced that, that I was like, show. yes, it definitely should have been a show. And once they introduced that, I was kind of like, dude, I want the backstory on their life, how they got to this point. Mm hmm. I'm more interested in that in like the 
weird people eating machine in the attic. You know, like I, I want to know this story. And don't get me wrong. The little boy did a good job. Yeah. Um, his the one that played his little brother. I, I, I never want to sick. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to shit on the kid because he's young and, you know, there's uh, he has a ton of time, but I don't think he was quite you strong shit on enough. Anyone to, depending <laughs> on their age, you know, care how old but they if, are. Depending on their age, but so if they're over an, a certain age, yeah. it's it's all Thundercats or go. Thundercats or go. Um, I, like, I don't I don't want to shit on, on, on his acting because he is young, but I just don't think that he was strong enough an actor. And so in the moments where, like, he was transforming or changing it like it was kind of like, all right, I, I didn't know if I was supposed to be scared of him or not because yeah. I wasn't because he just seemed like a kid that was eating weird things in an attic. Yeah. Um, they did a, like a great job with like the dad splitting and, you know, I you see, know, the thing with that is. Oh, you didn't like that. No, I think I thought it was done well. I just didn't feel it was necessary. No, it wasn't. And this is a kind of like I think I would it would have been more horrifying to just see the remnants of it. Yes. You know, and so this was kind of like... Agreed. To me, like a showing too much sort of thing. Uh, it was done well, you know. I mean, it looked very believable and whatever. Um, so kudos for the gore stuff, I guess. But I, I feel like it would have been more... Effective. Effective, yeah. If they didn't show it at all. And um, Because they did, to your point earlier, they did such a good job with all of the... Tension building. Tension building, and, yeah. but also like the makeup in the, mm-hmm. in the, uh, um, what do you call that? Uh, you know, the, the Effects. building of the, of the dead bodies and stuff so the building of the dead yeah body, special effects for, no you know the molding or you know whatever whatever you call that special effects yeah it's I just guess. practical effects practical effects of it all um yeah um, yeah so so my two main issues were that that the that the backstory was really intriguing and we didn't get enough of it and the fact that this entire film was based around a native american folklore oh, that yeah. i also felt we didn't really get into this. Yeah. <laughs> like it was it like was literally they one sat scene for down. like three minutes. He sat down. He was like, "Yeah, here's what it does. It's what it wants. See you later." Yeah. <laughs> and I was Thanks. like, "Uh, is that really it? Like, are we not? Th- this whole thing is based around that, yeah. and we're not really going to talk about this at all." Okay. Um. Yeah. I guess I, 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 we're just gonna we're just going yeah. ass in. I mean. Uh, yeah, that sure. was that was a big problem for me because it it didn't build, you either leave it out or you have to you know bring it in ha- in a I much more. I mean, but you more... have to explain like we'd have to explain like where this came from or something like well, that. Well, no, because I think you could go that route of like nobody knows what this thing is; it just is. And I I always find that intriguing. You know, sometimes I find it frustrating because yeah, like, I like I want to know more, but at the same time, on a, on, to be marketable, right? You have to follow. You have to give them something. People hate that. Yeah, they hate that. Um, I always find it intriguing because if you're a character in that moment, you may never know why this thing right. is happening. And so I feel like it really puts you in that the position of the character when you don't know what the rules are. Well, you they know? do this in sci-fi movies all the time, right? Which actually annoys me when they're like, so this thing lands and they're like, here's what probably happened. And this was the, you know, this was the temperature and the degree. And it did this. And it's like, how about we don't fucking know because they're yeah. aliens. And you're never going to know what the intentions of an alien yeah. really is. When they decide to beam down here and take over, they're not going to give you, like, the schematics of how it's going to work. You know, yeah. we're just going to all explode and that's the end of it. Uh, I mean, there's always all this information that that we're claiming to have on an alien life 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, we know nothing. We yeah. would know nothing about that. Anyway, um, this I, I, I yeah, I, I, those two things for me were were really massive. And so it's like what I liked about it kind of started to get knocked back a bit by those two things, which sort of turned into like giant plot holes for me. Yeah. Um, <sighs> This so is close. such a weird one. I like I'm obviously glad that I finally saw it. I had to, you know, scratch that itch. It was driving me nuts mm-hmm. whether I loved it or not. Um I I'm glad that I finally saw it. I will also say that I loved that they left the ending like ominous and dark. You know, like I had a feeling this is not going to en- this isn't going to wrap up nicely and it yeah. shouldn't and I'm glad that it didn't. Well, and that whole humongous three minutes of exposition about the monster that we got um they let you know that this thing has to attach itself to another right. soul so it's like yeah i mean the ending to me was but wouldn't it have been the kid i would think so because would it you know where was he like he wasn't yeah. anywhere near it i that's don't know if of... there's there was like can I mean, it that's... jump from one person to another that easily you like know, maybe if we talk to um what's his face a little bit more we could... jesse Blumitz. no the the they go to see the um the native american character uh-huh Maybe they can talk to him a little bit more and get some more fucking information, <laughs> so. especially since they fig- since that once they find out like this is actually the thing. So maybe this guy should be involved now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think even he was like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this. He wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. And it um, was and expositionally. It was a little clumsy, too. Just like, let's have a Native American just explain what this expl- thing is. Yeah. And then uh, and then off with you, sir. You know, yeah, like, it, it was very it, it, I, I hate when films do that. Everything they... and it stuck out. Everything else was done well, like the tension and the dialogue was good and, and the acting and all that stuff was fine. And so um, not fine. It was really good. But, you know, then you just plop that in the middle of it. And it's like. It was displaced. That yeah. scene was really weird. I almost wonder if it was something done at, like, if that was like a reshoot, you know, if they're like, um, maybe the, the director was like, you know, I want to leave it all ominous like this. And then yeah. someone's like, no, we need a scene where, you know, some producer that thinks he knows better. Or she. No, because um, women wouldn't ruin a movie like that. Only dudes would do that. I mean, she watched Wonder Woman. I guess so. <laughs> we come with faults as well, yeah. sir. <laughs> We have a higher pain tolerance and generally can find something that's right in front of us, but we do also sometimes drop the ball. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I don't know. I like. I would say to see it just because it was creative. Yeah, it's it was a creative. It's definitely like, like a really well made. It was original and it like it. I I loved that about it, but it's just those two things for me were pretty major, and that's why it kind of like I'm I'm in limbo mm-hmm. with it. Like I would say that if they had given us a bit more of a backstory on their childhoods, um, which you could do with the show, I would. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, but like if they had done that, I would say that and left. Even with the even even like with the Native American scene, then like you know, ex- like just explaining it to death in the in the most upfront and obvious way. Mm-hmm. If we had gotten the backstory, or there there was a little bit more satisfaction in that, um, I would say that it was like a solid B plus, leaning on A minus. Like if I'd gotten that, mm. but with like then adding like that kind of clumsy scene for me, it was like a solid B. It was like a solid B. Yeah. I think um, I'm right there with you. But like, I don't know, you know, sometimes something doesn't score really high, but it's still like, 
hits a nerve and it did like yeah, it's still sure. like there's still something about it and i wonder if there's going to be a second one because of the way that they ended it because that's not a very common way to end horror movies yeah but it's this who knows this, um films on this level never usually get a sequel Ooh, my you know? belly rumbled yeah. um i don't know maybe we'll see it a lot of a lot of people talked about it like as underground you know oh my favorite underground mm. horror movie of 2021 and uh, Antlers is on a lot of lists mm. so they may do another one I'll watch it for sure and I hope yeah. that they go into the backstory more I hope there's they just kind of ease into that and I'm just like they did such a good job that I'm sitting here like what the hell was with their childhoods <laughs> like yeah. what was that yeah um. Because then both their parents died, you know, so it's just like, what the fuck was going on in that house? And there, there is something to not knowing all the details, but it was just the way that it was presented was like, you're just going to leave this now? <laughs> like, I don't even care about that thing up there. Yeah. Like, well, I just want to know what the hell happened to these kids. Um, okay. So, yeah, that was that. Um, speaking of like, oh, can, can something that we watched in 2021 be on the list if it wasn't filmed in 2021? Uh, the next film that we watched it was like so we, okay so just a, a a quick glimpse into how we function when we sit down to watch a movie or anything we go like what do you want to watch i don't know what do you want to watch i don't know what do you feel like watching well what are you in the mood for do you, you want to watch a show or a movie yeah. i don't know do you want to watch a series i don't know what kind of series do you want it to be a sci-fi what do you it's it, this goes on forever and so every so often I will wait till you jump on your phone because you've lost interest in the conversation. And then I will just blindly put something on without you knowing what it is. And I'm like, this is what we're watching now. And you're like, okay, fine. I love that. So this was something that I had um, found on Hulu. And I saw the cover for it. And I was just kind of like, the poster rather, I guess I should say. I still think. I still think of things as like like VHSs. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the cover for this. Yeah. So and the box cover. So the box cover. Um, and good actors. And I was just like, okay, but it just kind of sat there for some reason. And I didn't go back to it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm in, I'm in a dark comedy kind of mood. And, uh, so I put on a film called Villains, which came out in 2019. So this, this, it, it has, has a little bit of age on it. Um, this was directed and written by Dan Burke and Robert Olson. I love when you have like little teams that mm -hmm. work together, obviously writer directors, like I love when they're involved in that. Um, so uh, this film is uh, starring Bill Skarsgård, uh, who I think a lot of other women will say has some, he has a weird sex appeal to him. I don't know. I don't know if it's like the fact that his eye can go do its own thing if it feels like it. The fact that he can't grow a full beard. He can't Sorry. grow a full beard. I don't know. So there's something, <laughs> there's something about him. I love him. Um, uh, is it Maika sure. in a row, I think? Um, she was in It Follows, mm -hmm. uh, which a lot of people would know her from. And uh, Jeffrey Donovan, who we love mm -hmm. when you're a spy. Yeah, and he's yeah. always going to be that guy from Burn Notice. Burn Notice. Um, and then Kira Sedgwick was in this as well. So, um, again, it's a dark comedy. I didn't know what to expect. And it was weird, like... It was one of those films that I knew within like the first 10 seconds of it that it was like, I think I'm going to like this. Like mm -hmm. you can kind of, you, you kind of yeah. get a feel for something. You're like, I like the, the pacing that this already has. Like I'm yeah. already invested in these characters. Um, so they're basically like, I don't know, who would you say? Overconfident crooks? <laughs> I think. Overly I think confident and underexperienced like, crooks. Um, uh, blissfully ignorant. Yeah, but they... 
they do sort of live a life of crime. Yeah. As a couple. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they're holding up a convenience store wearing, like, bird <laughs> yeah. heads and just fumbling through the entire process yeah. because they're not very good at what they do, but they're sort of driven by their their complete uh, uh, it, ignorance is bliss. That It's just like the perfect example of yeah. ignorance is bliss. They just don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And they have a sort of comforting kind of uh, – <laughs> they have this ritual that they do, uh, which is more for Bill's character when he gets anxious where – He'll lay on the ground and and uh, Maika's character will like straddle him and let her hair fall over his face and they call it car wash. <laughs> and once they said that, I was like, I'm in because that's just ridiculous. Like yeah. I have to like this is going to be fun. Yeah. At the very least, it's going to be fun. And it was. They just had this uh, a great dynamic as a couple. Mm-hmm. And um, the comedy was like. I mean, it was, sometimes a comedy was like overtly, you know, was like obviously like, okay, this is supposed to be a funny part. But there were so many little like idiosyncrasies that just sort of yeah. worked. And uh, one of our the our favorites like that got a chuckle, chuckle out of us was like they break into this house, into this couple's house. And she finds a need to just like randomly inform him that the fruit in the bowl is fake. Yeah. To which his response is. Then he, yeah, he, uh. He like just is so straight about it and he just looks and he's just like, got it. I'm going to check upstairs. <laughs> and it's so, it's played so perfect. Like it's yeah. just little things like that that are like fill this movie. But the movie has like, like, but it's not to your point. It's not like there are some kind of like overt moments, but it, it never, to me anyway, it never crosses that line into being like silly or like unrealistic sort of. And so, you know, the, there's moments of general kind of, uh, uh, drama or or mm-hmm. or tension, I guess. Um, like when they're in the basement, and they want to rescue this little girl. Like you believe that they're trying to rescue this person, and it's important. And and so it's they can they cannot be in that co- that comedic mode, and the sto- the story still works. Yeah. But they, the, I mean, that the, both actors are really good, so they're able to kind of like pull it off where they're like, to me, this is like the perfect example of a film that is funny in the situation you don't have to play the comedy right, at all right and um they really the situation didn't. itself is ridiculous right. and they really didn't and so it's that commitment to that moment like the fake fruit moment that's what's funny and so that's what makes this film work so well on both those levels on both a comedic level and and a level in which you're invested in these actual characters lives and if they make it out or whatever happens to them and so that's what's so brilliant about it is that it's written so well that you just play the scene and the scene's funny. Yeah. You know, and that's really hard to do because so many times the actors want to play the scene funny mm-hmm. and it's like, no, the scene is funny. Just play the scene. Right. And right. so, um, yeah, it, it was like Jeffrey Donovan also, they, they, so him and him and Kira Sedgwick have like this Southern drawl. Yeah. And he's very much a caricature almost yeah. in this, but it still kind of like works because he's he comm- he's a good actor, so he commits to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, th- like their their characters, their lifestyle and situation are what's over the top. It's very much so over the top, um, but they make it work somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeffrey Donovan's character was like, especially in the beginning when they first get into the house and they're sitting in the living room and he's basically trying to sell them yeah. um, on on, you know, letting them go and all that he just did such a really good job Mm -hmm. with it and then also 
the way that uh, Bill's character sort of flips the switch because I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I, I thought, coming either. oh, he's obviously going to fall for his antics because this guy's way better at it. And then he, because he's he's a doof in a way. So it was mm-hmm. like, I didn't see him being capable of actually seeing through that yeah. and being able to kind of keep up with him. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was those little moments like, you know, the fruit's, the fruit's fake. Got it. <laughs> just, yeah. Boom. And he goes upstairs and it's like, okay. Um, and uh, so like the only thing that I, I kind of had to laugh at was the extensive damage that was done to his character with like one car hit. Like, <laughs> yeah. So here's the crazy thing. In most movies, people are flying through windshields falling out of windows, getting hit with tire irons, and they've got a scratch on their forehead and maybe they've chipped a tooth or they've got a busted lip. Like, maybe, maybe. Uh, This was the one time where it was like, oh, we finally got that damage, except he really didn't get hit hard enough for his whole face to explode. Yeah. But um, it worked, you know, it just still worked. It was really interesting. Um, And, and, you know, it it spoke to how invested you were in the characters, even though technically Bill's character is not good, right? Because he's like breaking into people's houses and shit. Yeah, um, but it's it that, was still it's, he was like a lovable. But they do character. try to save the kid, and they're not. Yeah, you know yeah. they 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 were smart about it, and that they're not like you know they're not they rob stupid little convenience stores, and yeah, that's not good. That's illegal and whatnot. But it's you know <laughs> is it's, that not good? It's not. Good. It's not good to to it's rob not, convenience stores. No. No, no, not last time I checked, but, um, but you know, so you still, you still could like them because essentially what they're doing isn't hurting anybody, even though technically it is because you're stealing money from people that need it, but it's still like, you know. Well, one could argue that if they didn't break into this house, then that little girl would have never been found, right? right? So, right. you know, you can kind of throw that at it, but um, they, they took a liberty at the end with his character that was like, Oh no, again, another movie where it was like, oh, that's that wasn't the popular decision. Mm-hmm. You know, um obviously spoilers because we we go into uh, details when when we're um reviewing things and so for his character not to make it was like, huh. Yeah. Yeah, that was bold. <laughs> huh. Because, that's interesting. Yeah. I yeah. was saddened by that. I mm-hmm. didn't I liked it, but I didn't like it cuz I was like, oh no. Yeah. Um and really if that kid had just not bit him then none of this would have happened i know it's like she doesn't know yeah she had to ruin everything kids they ruin everything <laughs> um the scene with the also the scene with the the tongue ring i can't <laughs> yeah i really i can't like it's so weird like i can watch somebody getting their head split open in a movie and i'm like yeah okay no problem like but the second there's i guess i like a relatable pain I, i'm like i just like yeah. I I could I was looking away until because I knew what was going to happen. So I was like, just do it. And I don't want to look at it because it's going to make me sick. Uh, you can blow people up, slice, slice their throats open. All that's fine. But if you pull a tongue, tongue ring out with your mouth to use as a to pick a lock. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm out. I can't do it. Um, but they they're like their dynamic as characters was really good. They you know, they had a great way of like um, like loving each other within an argument as well like they would yeah be in, on the cusp of arguing with one another but still remember that they loved each other and it was it was a very interesting weird kind of movie yeah he didn't really hear i mean those actors are pretty big i mean i know, it was I, know I didn't hear but i just like, like yeah i saw it on 
Hulu, but I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah, it's so crazy because it's really, it's really fun, really well done. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get why there's like how that can happen. Then I'm like, can we get like amazing yeah. actors? <laughs> Bill Skarsgård is like an A-list actor, I would yeah. say. I'll right? Put, you know, I'll put Jeffrey Donovan in Jeffrey something. Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah. He's really fun. Yeah. He's really fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure like why it didn't get more um, attention, but I don't know. It's 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 just the way it is. It seems, mm. and and the director also um, didn't do hasn't done a lot of stuff, or one of the directors at least. I don't know about the other director, um, and so that's always really interesting too. When it's like I would love to talk to them and be like, how the hell did you get all these people? Like, yeah. how does that happen? Share the magic. Yeah. Won't you? We would love to know. And give me their phone number. And give me their phone number. Yeah. Like my script, I thought, oh, you know what? You know who would be great for that part? John Bernthal. I should call him. Yeah. See what he's up to. Burns. What a what, what a Johnny. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to need like eight days out of you. Come Jay on. Burns. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll, either, that'll either get him to agree or get him to hate us. Yeah. One, there's no gray area in that. We yeah. either get Jay Burns or we don't. Yeah. Here's to seeing if we're going to get Jay Burns. <laughs> Can this happen? I think we should all, you should all rally together at him on Twitter if he has one. I don't know. And, you know. Probably. He doesn't seem like a social media he type. He does not strike me as the type. The Punisher, I don't think, has has yeah. a Twitter. Twitter. Sadly. Um, so, Punisher. yeah. So, next next week, we're going to do our top 10 favorites shows. Any, anything that we saw. It's mm-hmm. going to be a show or it was a series or a film or a short or whatever it was. Uh, indie. A list, big budget, small budget, whatever it was. Make a list with us, won't you? Yeah. Bring your list and we can compare notes. Bring your list and see if our lists match. Yeah. Um, shout out. MoGraph. To MoGraph. MoGraph's going to be um, launching their MoGraph TV soon. Mm-hmm. So they've announced that officially. They do a lot of stuff. Uh, so they're actually going to have a 24-7 network yep. with stuff always on. That's crazy to crazy me. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I don't I told him that I want the three in the morning slot. Three in the morning? <laughs> so you could swear and stuff, you know, when you ever watch um, those, like, we should totally shoot a bunch of, like, ads for ridiculous things. For the show? For the network. We could be, like, their official commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, commercials for, like, sunshine and, like, A commercial for earwa- earwax deodorizer. Yeah. Just, like, random things. <laughs> Something. Well, uh, you know, we, sh- we should talk to them and see. Yeah. Would you like infomercials? Because we have infomercials. We can make that happen for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So also, if you have a film or short or anything or any, if you have any info on like what the indie world is like out there, what is going on? Yeah. Let us know because I'm very interested in what is going to become of this. Mm. And hopefully we will be able to at least get close to where we were before because yeah. we were already kind of set back. So this is going to yeah. be rough. Um, but, uh, you know, let's see, we'll see how long I hang on in this business. I'm already ancient. <laughs> so, yeah. um, well, you're in a weird spot where you could technically play somebody's mom who's 20 or, yeah. or late teens, but you don't look it. So, well, that's very sweet of you, but well, no, it's true. I mean, that's the thing, you know, like if you looked your age, then you could get, you could, maybe I do look as... my age. Maybe we're just used to, you know, they did a, they, someone on TikTok, I think, I think it was did like a video of like, um, the women on golden girls. Right. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're not listening to their ages, I mean, they theoretically 
could all be in their 70s. Right. And that's what I think a lot of people assumed was that they were like in their early 70s with the ex- with the exception of Estelle Getty, who, yeah. you know, with her costume, OK, she was playing older, but figured like Estelle Getty's probably supposed to be like 80. So let's say which, again, doesn't make sense. Right. Because B. Yeah. Arthur would have to be at least in her 60s and she looked older. And so she was like, I think it's the the hair and makeup. And so then she did her hair and makeup and she looked 25 years older. Yeah. It was the way that yeah. they dressed you. The, you know, I mean, hair and makeup does a lot. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of photoshopped them to have more modern looks. And they looked so much younger. Mm. Uh, so I think it's like just that we're so used to like the way hair and makeup was done that when yeah. we thought 42, we were like, oh, so you look like you're 58 now. Yeah, yeah. 42 now is what like someone in their 50s looks like, you know, it's just like really bizarre. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We will. World. World. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.